Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess Hall, Finn McHale here, and today we've got another chapter review for Record of Ragnarok, Chapter 56, King vs. King. So to get started, we open the chapter back up where we left off at the end of Chapter 55 where Ares had just been flipped on his button back, and so he's getting up and he's quite frustrated and he's, you know, telling off Shinshin Huang, you know, about how I'm a god, you know, I showed you some kindness, what do you think you're doing? I didn't even need to show you any kindness. And Shin just in his own little world and going, wow, this sofa is really cushy, just patting it. Ares is like really appalled by this. So he goes to grab his arm while saying, you know, I'm one of the 12 gods Olympus. I'm the god of war, Ares. And as he grabs Shin's arm, he flips him again on his back into the wall behind him and Hermes. And Shin's just like, man, you're really lively, dude. Ares and just starts thinking to himself, like, how did he just do this now to me twice? And so Hermes is now thinking to himself, Man, my brother's got to be one of the most foremost muscle heads in all of Valhalla. Then turns his head to Shin and is like, this human's really interesting and curious. As he looks at him, Shin is like, I'm kind of thirsty. Is there anything I can drink? So Hermes decides to offer him some honey mead and Shin accepts. So Hermes pours him some. Shin tries it and he says, how? You know, oh, this is nice, really delicious. How is Chinese for nice? And so... They have a little bit of banter back and forth in which Shin's like, hey, what's your name? You're a good dude. Hermes is like, oh, I'm Hermes. I'm one of the 12 Olympians. Thanks for understanding. And Ares is basically done with this crap. And he stands back up and he's like, who do you think you two are dealing with? As he says this, Gale busts open the double doors and one of them smacks Ares in the face. It's kind of hilarious. And so Gale points out, I finally found you. You know, it's like Brunhilde said, you know, if you follow the holes, we're going to find you. And so Brunhilde walks in and is telling off Shin, I expressly told you not to leave your room. And now you've left all the corridors full of holes. And so Shin just goes, Momantai, which means not to worry in Chinese. And so he goes, the road is where I lead. Hermes finds this hilarious and starts laughing. And Ares is like, this guy has got to be super unhinged. I mean, crazy. Gel and Brunhilde at this point are whispering like, he can talk all he wants, but he really sucks at directions. Good lord. So Brunhilde tries to coax him out and is like, okay, you know, I'm sorry Hermes and Ares, I'll take him back. However, Shin is like, nope, I really like this place, I'm not going to get bored here. And so Brunhilde then goes, okay, cool, Um, but in case you weren't aware, you're going to be fighting in round 7, which is happening about, hmm, now. And so to this, Hermes and Ares are shocked. And then Shin jumps off the sofa and he's like, finally, you know, I'd grown tired of waiting. This is how nice. And Ares is trying to figure out, like, he's got to fight Hades. Brunhilde then tries to get him back to the human's entrance. And Shin goes, uh, no need. And Brunhilde's like, oh, come on, dude. What? What now? And Shin just is like, did you forget? I just said, I walk the path of an emperor. The road is where I lead. So then we cut back to the arena and we see more of the Skull Tiki torches and how the arena has now been changed. And so a spotlight comes down and Heimdallir gives us the rundown. You know, the competition's neck and neck. We're now in the seventh fight. The gods and the humans are at three wins each. Here's the next fight of the Beast of the Berserkers. First up, representing humanity, is him. And the spotlight points at the human side of the entrance and we see this ornate skull entrance and a guy with a brass gong on top of the entrance. Heimdler's trying to figure out what's going on, though, because Shin is obviously not there, and he's thinking, oh, he's a no-show. Well, as he thinks this, the guy 
smacks the brass gong, and the shadowy figures move throughout the stadium towards the god's side of the entrance. Or the god's entrance, excuse me. And Heimdallir is commenting on this, and then Gel starts to recognize who they are. They're all the former emperors of China. And the first three we get to see are Zhu Yuazhang, the first emperor of Ming, Liu Bang, the first emperor of the former Han Dynasty, Liu Che, the seventh emperor of the former Han Dynasty. We then cut to Liu Bei, Zhuahe, and he makes a comment like, man, this is my first physical job in quite a while. Then we see Cao Pi Zhuahe, the first emperor of Wei, and he says, well, you know, we're going to hold up the guy who was the cornerstone of our nation. This is our honor as emperors of China. Then we see Sun Xuan Zhongmo, the first emperor of Wu, concur with him like, yeah. Well, then we see Liu Bang tell everybody to shut up. We need to focus. And we see this huge red carpet with these wood slats on the bottom fall down and all the emperors are holding it up. And then we see Xin smile and start to walk down. Gal starts to comment like in front of Xin Shi Huang, you know, they're making the way for the emperor. So he starts to walk down and all the gods are like really infuriated by this. They're like, what are you doing? You're in the god stands. Come on. And Heimdallir is a little caught off guard and he's thinking to himself, this is not going to go well. Wait, what's going on? And then he realizes, wait a minute, I'm in showbiz. We roll with the performer's punches. This is my job. This is my time. So he just rolls on into it and talks about how he annexed and overthrew the six kingdoms of the warring states in the blink of an eye. And we see the six warring states, at least their outlines, form around Shen as he's walking down. And we see that their names are Han, Wei, Zhao, Chu, Yan, Shi, and Shen. And he talks about how he delivered a swift end to China's greatest periods of turmoil, lasting more than 550 years, the spring and the autumn in the warring states, where there was no road, he paved it, where there was no castle, he made it. He accomplished a feat which none had before, uniting all of China's lands into one. He who was the first in all human history to reach the supreme ruler of heaven, Huang Qian Shangji, he called himself thus, the king where it all began, the first emperor, Xin Shi Huang. And so he lands into the arena to the booze because he's on the God side. And they're like, who do you think you are, man? Come on, this is the God's gate. What are you talking about? And then the humans are kind of because Shen is kind of a more slender guy. He is athletic, but they're like, this is the first emperor of China. Like they're debating and really trying to figure out if he can really fight. We then see someone with a calf sock, heels and one stocking just roll up and be like, Come on, dude. Well, honestly, what are you thinking? At least come out the proper gate, will you? You had me waiting here this entire time. We get the reveal of the next Valkyrie. This is the 10th eldest sister of the Valkyries, Alvider. And so she's laying into him and she's like, I knew I had a bad feeling about you. You don't listen to anybody. And come on, dude. So Shin just brushes off. He's like, Momantai, you know, I'm an emperor after all. And she just erupts into him like, Momantai, you didn't even practice our Voland. And so she's like, even if you think you can make a hearts one, you know, forget it. However, Shin just reaches his hand out and grabs Alvider, you know, very carefully and gently. And she's trying to figure out what's going on. It's like, what, what do you think you're doing? And so he just says, no need to be so rough, my boyish young lady. How? And all of a sudden, I guess that tempered her hard enough so that they can now access Voland. And so Alvida's like, no fair. And so the Voland activates so she wraps around in this transformation, mostly around the arms and shoulders of Shin. And we find out the name of this is the Almighty Spalders. So if you've ever played 
Soul Calibur, any of those games with Siegfried, how he had like those huge shoulder gauntlets and pauldrons. That's basically what his Volund is, but it's more like Chinese style. After the Volund is activated and completed, Shin notices, wow, this is really nice. How this fits me perfectly. And Gel and Brunhilda are muttering over, you know, just having faith in Alveder, have faith in, you know, her ability and Shin to win this match. We then cut to Hades approaching the arena. And he's muttering to himself, like, it's been a while since he's had to bust out his Biden. Well, someone starts running up behind him and he's asking Hades for a little bit of his time. And Hades recognizes him as Proteus, a servant of Poseidon. And Hades is like, okay, what do you want? You know, Proteus presents him with the broken trident head of Poseidon. And he's asking him to take him with him and to smite the humans that killed Poseidon with the hammer of the gods. Hades, initially, he kind of laughs this off. And he's like, you know, my brother wasn't the type to ask others to avenge him. And so Proteus begins to apologize because he thinks he's offended Hades. But Hades pulls a fast one, grabs the trident, and slams it into his Biden by transforming it into like some heavenly energy. And he's telling Proteus, you know, I'm the oldest brother. It's my duty to take revenge for him, even if he wasn't one to take avenging or needed avenging. And thus, when he slams it into the Biden, we see like the fish fin slash scales now become part of the base of the head of the Bident. And so Hades says, let's go together, Poseidon. Proteus erupts into emotion and is like a million thanks, sir. And he's thinking, oh, the heavens, Poseidon, Hades is going to avenge your death. Heimdallir introduces Hades. You know, he's coming from Helheim in a time of need to replace Buddha the traitor. All the gods start acting really weird, though. And the humans notices. And they all stand up. And I'm not sure if they're like, pretending to hold the chalice or they're just holding their left fist over their heart or something. And thus, they talk about when he scowls all before, bow to him. Cerberus droops his head to him. Typhon purrs like a feline to him. He's the eldest of the three strongest brothers of Greece, the king of the netherworld, Hades. And he rips off his jacket and we see the olive branches extend to like a tattoo on his left shoulder and bicep. And when he takes off the jacket as well, we see he has a comet vest on. He still keeps his what look like snake leather shoes and his white pants. What's interesting, though, is he has a combat skirt. I went through some older chapters and I didn't necessarily see this because he was wearing basically like the dress trench coat. And so I'll try to find some more images to see if maybe there was one. But it might just be some thing he might have changed really quickly before walking out to the arena. But they talk about, you know... The build to this match Heimdallir does. It's the king to rule all kings of China, Xin Shi Huang, and the king of the netherworld, Hades, Ragnarok round seven, king versus king, the real deal, which king will stand at the top. This is that deciding match. Begin. And we see some of the previous fighters and contestants, as well as observers looking on, some of the more important ones, such as Odin, Ares, Hermes, Gel Brunhilde, Kojiro Sasaki, and his group. We also see Jack the Ripper and his Valkyrie. We also see Nostradamus checking in on this fight. And so Hades is like, hey, Shin, I don't have anything to hold against you. But the problem is you're one of the race that murdered my brother. So he goes in for a heavy jab. And everybody thinks at first he's going to pull a repeat of one of Hades, excuse me, not Hades, Poseidon's move, his flurry. However, it's just a single heavy thrust to kill and Shin dodges it. And so he busts out more heavy thrusts. Shin is just 
bobbing, ducking, weaving, and dodging all these. And then Hades busts out his first move, in which the muscles erupt on his forearm, Persephone, Calicoron, Hammer of the Netherworld. And at first, it seems it's just like a super heavy strike that blows up the arena, and the pressure from it just forces Shin to back away. However, we see that the wind is actually what's hurting him, because we see a nick come across his, looks like, lower left abdomen, and then he starts to bleed. Heimdallir confirms this by saying, yep, you know, his powerful thrusts make the gusts into deadly weapons. And so Hades continues the assault and busts out another technique, Persephone Roa, Breaker of Storms. And in this one, it looks like he's spinning the bident and the wind is turning into a spiraling screw to attack Shin. However, Shin blocks it. At first, it looks like he blocks it, though, but then he dodges it and the attack just goes into the side of the arena. And we see, you know, these little like waves come over him and Hades is trying to figure out how he deflected the strike. And thus, Shin then pops the Bident back towards Hades and Hades jumps away. However, we see then the Bident, the pole end, slam into Hades and Hades is caught off guard by this, gets thrown into the side of the arena. We then see what actually happened. This is called the Chiyo armor form. So... This is probably, I think, Shin's fighting style. I don't know if this is the Valkyrie's Voland ability. Because we see a five-pointed star, and it looks like he has five styles. So they're armor, sword, spear, crossbow, and halberd. And we also know that this is the heavenly hand of defense. And so Shin describes, you know, as like, Hades, king of the underworld, let me tell you something. There can only be one king in the world, and that man is I. So this is really interesting because it's a king versus king fight. And so far, it's really cool. My biggest thing that I liked is we see that Hades, you know, while he probably has the speed to match Poseidon and Zeus in terms of strikes, it's also very interesting to note that what he's doing is he's manipulating the wind and air around him. And so it makes him a very dangerous fighter especially with that Roa technique and Calicoron. The Calicoron one is, I think, really dangerous because if you're reading this for the first time, you will see that at first it just looks like a heavy strike, but you realize the wind is actually much more dangerous. Now, I don't think we are going to find out what the vulnerability is this chapter because I think that's Shin's fighting style. I think maybe the vulnerability boosts his fighting style in some way. I don't know yet. But we'll have to find out. One hint may be the five-pointed star and that, you know, there's the five elements in China. So you have water, wind, wood, metal, and earth. Oh, excuse me. No, it's not that. It's water, fire, wood, metal, and earth. I apologize. So maybe his fighting styles revolve around that because it looked like he was kind of moving like water around it. So that might be a hint. Or I might just be overanalyzing it. But other than that, you know, not a lot of other major plot progression. But I think it's interesting that Hades has a Biden and then Poseidon had the Trident. So I wonder if in Universe with Record of Ragnarok that Poseidon learned from Hades how to use a polearm type weapon. And he just preferred Trident over the Biden. Speaking of the Biden, so it has these two what look like um, spindling 
wires that fold out into like the bite of the two points. And they kind of look like tendrils that harden at the end. And it's really cool. Other than that, there's not a lot really. I think it's interesting that Nostradamus is watching this fight. But I think we're going to have to wait till next chapter to find out what the vulnerability is and if any other progression. It's interesting that Beelzebub was not brought up in this chapter at all. I wonder what's going to happen with that. Other than that, I think, you know, we'll save some more for next time. This has been a Bandolier Corps production. Finn McHale, signing out.